Welcome to Her Clarity, Her Success, a podcast dedicated to sharing the stories of high-performing women and the strategies that inspire and empower women to step out boldly in their brilliance. I'm your host, Victoria Baylor, and I'm a mindset and clarity coach who's passionate about helping entrepreneurial and professional women gain clarity and a strong mindset to increase their worth and net worth. Please be sure to share and hit the subscribe button so you don't miss out on any episodes. Please sit back, relax, and enjoy. (laughs) Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Her Clarity, Her Success. I am Victoria Baylor, and I'm super excited. I mean, I'm always excited, but I'm especially excited today to have a wonderful guest in the Zoom studio, uh, Miss Georgette Jackson. Ms. Georgette, we are super happy to have you here today. Thank you, Victoria. I am so proud and so honored to be on your podcast. This is, <laughs> this is quite, it really is, it's quite an honor because I've been watching you from afar and, and you're just amazing. And I was just honored that you invited me to be one of your guests. Yes. Well, well, thank you, lady. You are equally amazing. And I always think it's a great interview when both people are fangirling over each other. So So with that being said, I am excited about today's interview because uh, Georgette and I have talked a lot. We've talked extensively off camera or off um, audio, just Mm -hmm. kind of about some of the, uh, I guess, her path in life. And she has a very extraordinary story. And there's so many things she could say about her story, but specifically, we want to tap into really um, boldly living out your purpose through nonprofit work, which is what Georgia Jackson does. And when I tell you, everyone, she is a powerhouse in this city. Uh, She's definitely a woman that creates a ripple effect of just giving a sense of kindness and love and care to those that sometimes people that are the least of uh, you know among us sometimes or sometimes look down like that but in yes. all actuality they're the greatest among us you know yes. and they are brothers and sisters so with that being said Georgia I'm gonna give you a moment please introduce yourself to everyone okay to those that don't know me I am Georgette Jackson and I am the nana to five adult grandchildren and <laughs> and um they range from age 25 to 20. And yes, and I'm also the founder of a nonprofit organization, Divine Rest Incorporated. And I am a published author of three books and got some more waiting in the wings. And I'm also a podcast host of Get a Grip Podcast to help those who are grieving the loss of loved ones. And that's it. Look, look here, we could just keep going with you, but you know, I love, let, let me make a note. I love the name of your podcast and I love that you do cover a topic that is really hard. Grief yes. is, grief can be a challenge. What made you, side question, what made you mm-hmm. choose that title for your podcast? Well, actually I didn't choose it. It was chosen for me. Yeah. I was on a, um, a trip that a, a girlfriend of mine, we've been friends for over 40 years and what one of the things she and I have in common is um, like during the time when I lost my two daughters, she also lost her two sons. So she planned a trip um, for us to go to the Dominican Republic. And so while there, I would get up early in the morning and write and and I heard the Holy Spirit say, Georgette, you have to get a grip. 
you have to get a grip on death because death is a part of life. And that, and that those words just stuck, get a grip. Those three words just stuck with me because it's actually an acronym that he showed me was for grace, restoration, inspiration, and prayer. And so that's how the podcast came about, Get a Grip. Wow. I, you know, I didn't even know that. That is powerful. Look, we'll have to get you on a second um, <laughs> interview to talk about. But kudos to all the work you do. I mean, quite Thank honestly, you. from my heart, you do amazing work. And um, we're going to hear more about that. But before we do, we're going to get everything warmed up a little bit with a icebreaker question. Okay. And because it's the season, and unfortunately, maybe some people might hear this after the Christmas season, the holiday season, but I'm curious, Georgette, mm-hmm. one question for you. Okay. What is your favorite Christmas song and why? Hmm. That's a good question. <laughs> I know I really did put you on the spot. <laughs> might be the hardest question I asked you today (laughs) yes it is (laughs) Hmm. um one of them by um well this group called planetonics I love the way they sing it and it's Mary did you know oh yeah it's Mary did you know about your baby boy that you're carrying the savior of the world you know and and I just love that because I love the story of Mary how you know, she was um, um, conceived by the Holy Spirit, you know, mm-hmm. and it was the Holy Spirit who placed the baby Jesus in her womb. And for someone like her to be, you know, young girl to be chosen by God to carry his son. I mean, that's just, that's just phenomenal. You have to really be a special person for God to look at you and say, I'm, you're going to carry my son. And that's why I love that song. Mary, did you know? Oh, that's beautiful. And Pentatonics is a wonderful group. I think I've heard yeah. that version too. They do put, they add a little extra something to yeah, that. Yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love your answer. That's a good one. Thank you. <laughs> okay, Georgia, let's, let's roll in. As like I like to tell all my other guests, our job today is to squeeze you dry. We're trying to squeeze oh, out all the wisdom we can get from you. And you know, it's funny, I will make a side note. It's funny you say you had five grands because every time I look at Georgette, y'all, and I've complimented her a few times, this woman's skin is amazing. So if you're probably listening to me, obviously you won't be able to see it, but I, I'm like, children, grandkids wear. Like she didn't have one wrinkle on her face. Her face looks like my face, maybe when I was like five years old. Oh my gosh, come on. <laughs> you do have amazing skin. I'm not the person oh, thank that. you, thank um, you. Okay, Georgia, let's get into the nitty gritty of it. Okay. So because we're talking about how you linked your purpose to what you do for a living now in your nonprofit work, Mm -hmm. I am curious from you, how would you in your own way define purpose? What does Mm -hmm. purpose mean to you? Mm -hmm. I would define purpose as something that has been planted deep inside you. And as you go through your life's journey, there will be experiences that will kind of point you in that direction. You know, you, you can have a, a, a deep passion about something and you, and you don't know why, but it's like, you know, you're, you're a person that, that loves to help others. You're, you're a person that that's, has a strong unction about justice, you know, 
it's just whatever it is that's that you feel that unction to to solve a problem you see a problem and you feel like you need to solve it that's what i define as, as a purpose and it's it, it's just something that's that you have a passion for something that you want to do something that you in, enjoy doing and you just see as even like from a little girl you just see you look back and you said well i was like that when i was a little girl i always enjoyed doing that and then as you go older and like i said life experiences ha happen and it's like it's always something pertaining to something that you like to do when you were a little girl or a little boy that's just my definition <laughs> i love your definition of purpose i love how deeply it it really shows that it's kind of like wound in as pretty much a part of your soul and spirit i yeah, love that right um so divine rest is an organization where it helps obviously those that are you know dealing with homelessness are displaced yes. please tell mm -hmm. us a little bit more about your organization mm -hmm. yes my organization like you said is divine rest and it's it's like what the name says it's like you know you want to get people into that rest you know, in God's word, it says, come to me, all you that are weary and heavy burden, and I will give you rest. And so, you know, there's, we can have our kind of rest, but there's no rest like God's rest, which is divine. And so that's what I was led to do for the homeless population. You know, it's a going to the camps, and that's what we do. Once a month, we go into the camps, and we just show the love of God. That's the first thing. That's the main thing we did. We, we took the love of God with us. And then we started taking them bottled water. That's one of the things that the Lord said to take, take them bottled water. And that's what we did. But the main goal is to one day purchase a home for single homeless women. There's a gap, you know, in our community for those women who have no children. You know, there's places for women to go with substance abuse. There's places for women to go if they have children. And there's places for women to go who are being, have been abused, you know, escaping domestic violence. But then there's that gap where there's that single woman with no children in the woods by herself and has, you know, no place to go. That there, there are shelters, but then there are this certain group of women that don't gravitate toward the shelters. It's like they want something more because they don't want to not putting anything, you know, down, taking anything away from shelters because they all serve their purpose. But then there's those women who don't too much care for the, the shelters because they, they have to, you know, get up and leave in the morning and then they don't have anything to do during the day. And so they wander around the streets with nothing to do until time to go back in again. And so that's why um, our organization want to bridge that gap and we want to do something different. That's powerful stuff. I mean, <laughs> I, I love what, you know, for a lot of women, and obviously this uh, podcast really targets those high achieving women that really want to go out there and make a difference that, you mm -hmm. know, maybe might have some challenges and don't have the clarity around it. Right. And I love that you notice, okay, there's a gap. 
And usually yes. that's what it takes is looking at, okay, this is what I want to do, or this is what I feel like I've always had a purpose to do something along the lines of helping people. Right. Where is there a gap that I can fill? Now I want right. to take a few steps back because when <laughs> you define purpose, you said it's something that you carry all along with you and you see it as you're moving through life. Right. Where did this whole idea of helping others originate for you? Mm-hmm. Well, like I um, said before, like it's something that you had within you, you see as a little girl. And that's how I was as a little girl. I noticed that I remember, um, you know, being in elementary school and seeing someone that was sitting all by themselves. And even though I was not a talkative person, I was, you know, shy, I was still, you know, I would look at them and I was like, there was something in me that didn't like them being all alone and not having any friends, nobody to talk to. So I would go over there and tell them my name and ask them what their name were. And even if we didn't say anything, you know, anything more after that, just having somebody in your presence, just having somebody like on your side, you know, in your corner. And we just sit there and we'd eat our lunch together or whatever, you know, we'd go on the playground together and just, you know, and that's how I made friends. And then, yeah. And then it went on, on through middle school, through high school, you know, I would do the same thing. If I saw someone by themselves, you know, I remember this girl in high school, you know, she was sitting by herself. No one would ever, you know, hang with her or anything. No one would talk with her. And I, I always had this sensitivity toward um, people that looked like they were hurting or all alone and lonely. Always had that as a little girl. And so I did the same thing. I introduced myself to her. But then by then in high school, you know, I talked a little more than I did <laughs> you know, in elementary school, <laughs> we had a little more to say. And so she and I became very good friends. And I noticed that all through my life that that has always happened. You know, I never liked to see someone mistreated. I didn't like to see someone looking like they were alone, you know, and nobody cared about them. That has always been with me, you know, since a little girl. And so as I grew older, it it just that same you know, feeling just stayed with me. It's like I can feel other people's loneliness and, and their hurt, and I wanted to do something about it, you know, whatever that was. <laughs> and I think it's amazing that you did. Um, part of clarity is having that insight to recognize those attributes, mm -hmm. those elements yeah. about yourself. And I think it was right. so awesome that you had the, the, the understanding to notice, okay, hey, I see this a certain way. And then also give yourself permission. So many times yeah. women will have this urge and then mm -hmm. they talk themselves out of the urge. Like, oh, right. that's stupid. Why would you want to do that? That person's going to do nothing but ridicule you. Mm -hmm. but, you know, I'm going to ask this question of you. What, <laughs> what made you lean into that instead of having, you know, a negative mindset and discounting it? And it seemed like even though I was shy, but because those were bold moves, but I was a shy person. I was an introvert. And I really, that's hard for me to, <laughs> to, to explain. But um, I guess the only thing I can, only explanation I would have is that's just something that God placed in me. You know, that was that, that, um, that kind of, that was one of my, um, that just was my nature. And that's something that he had placed in me. And so even though I was shy, I would still, I had the boldness 
because now that you said that i'm like wow yeah i was shy but i was bold <laughs> <laughs> you sure I said, were <laughs> i never did think about that you know <laughs> but um i wasn't for some reason i wasn't afraid to approach that person you know just something to me that said they need they needed me they needed they needed my attention or they needed my love you know so i was just willing to to give it to them yeah well, you know, I think what your story definitely share, sh is sharing and what you're saying also, and I, I definitely second that, is that, you know, sometimes for women, it's so easy for us to look at what we're not or what we feel like right. we're missing. But if we can mm -hmm. just lean into that thing that is deep in our heart, that yeah. thing that's incessant, that won't let right. us go, and we right. lean into what we see, because mm -hmm. truly you're gifted, because when you approach those people, they responded in an amazing way. Yes. So I never had a negative reaction. Exactly. So, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, as a mindset and clarity coach, I, you know, I think a lot of it's just helping women have that confidence to say, okay, I, yeah. I might not be able to do all of this, right. but for some reason, this is on my heart. I need yeah. to help in this way and then going for it. And you, your story is just yeah. an amazing example of, you're right, a bold soul. Yeah. <laughs> didn't change your personality at all. You didn't have to know your person, but you <laughs> leaned into what your gift were. Yeah, And so many people have been benefiting from that the whole time. Mm -hmm. I think that's so awesome. Um, so big question, always the big one. So you see <laughs> what, what you're being called to, you know, you have a strong sense to help. I think you said it beautifully that every woman, there's a problem out there for every woman it needs to solve. You figured yes. out your problem. You headed in that direction. Did you mm -hmm. have any doubts, bumps, bruises, second guessing that happened kind of along your the way, even oh, up yes. until now that you've had to deal with? And how do you mm -hmm. deal with that? Yeah. Oh yes, I've had I've had my doubts, my bumps, my bruises, scrapes, <laughs> all of that. <laughs> yeah, because you know when that when I realized what my purpose was, you know, to go out there and and give hope to the hopeless, you know, to love you know, on those who people deem as unlovable, you know, um, it was, um, it was scary, you know, especially when it came to my purpose, you know, having to, you know, do the things that, you know, go underneath the bridges and, you know, and, and, and find my forgotten daughters is what God told me, you know, in a dream and, and just carry his love, you know, with me. And I didn't know what, I didn't know where to begin. I'm like, how, how do, how do I do this? And why, why, why me? This is, this seems like a big deal. This is something big, you know, mm -hmm. but, but one thing I've, I've noticed and I've learned about myself that I didn't always know is that if I'm led to do something, I just jump in. I, I may not know, you know, how to do it or where to start, but I'll just, um, um, I'll make a move. I'll, I'll write everything down, you know, what I'm supposed to do, but then I'm, I'm scared, but I'll do it afraid. I remember Joyce Meyer said, you know, it's okay to be afraid, but do it afraid. And most of the things I've done, my, I've, I've done it afraid. I've done it with doubt, but I, but I did it, you know? And so that's what has carried me through, you know, all throughout my life. And yes, I've had many you know, challenges, you know, one challenge is being, you know, um, is 
um, losing my daughters, you know, because I during during the time when I'm out there serving my purpose, you know, I lose one daughter, you know, and then but I and one thing about it, I still kept going. Mm. You know, I kept going even after I buried my first daughter. When I went to serve the people, they didn't know. They didn't know that I was out there with a broken heart. They didn't know that mm. I had just buried my daughter. You know, I still was joyous. I still was smiling. I still was just serving them with, with everything that I had in me, you know, because I didn't want them to know what was going on with me because that, that, was, that was not something they needed to know. Mm -hmm. I'm there to serve them. And then when my, and then that was in 2012 when my first daughter passed, then 2015, my other daughter passed and I'm still serving. You know, because it's all about the people. That was my, I knew what my purpose was. So I knew that no matter what happens to me, it was actually happening for me. Because mm. it was happening for me because God, because I knew that God was going to place other people in my life that either going through the same thing or even to better help me serve the people I was already serving. Because I know what it's like to feel lonely. I know what it's like to feel like nobody cares. I knew, I knew all of that. And I know that's what they were feeling. So me going through those losses helped me become a better leader. It helped me become a better servant, you know, to those who he has brought into my life to help. So those were, you know, losing family members, losing my children, you know, to include, you know, my parents, grandparents. All of that, it just helped me be a better me. Yeah. And that's such a profound statement, uh, what you said. I mean, for you to have had experienced that and then experienced the losses in such a short period of time, I can't even imagine, you know, sometimes when you experience loss, it's like, sometimes you don't even feel like you're seeing straight. I know when I lost my father, right. I know that feeling. Right. Um, but I love something you said because it really underscores the, underscores the power of empathy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's one thing someone said, you know, there's sympathy and there's empathy. You can kind of yeah. look at people and kind of see where they're at and be like, oh, right. but empathy says I can not only just see, but I can take my shoes off and mm -hmm. I will go stand in your shoes right. and I can see it from your perspective. Right. And one thing about people is whether they are well off or not well off, whether they're rich, whether they're poor, they can always read and tell if someone is really empathizing and connecting mm -hmm. with them. Like oh, yeah. I know you've experienced, they can read you now. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Everybody don't want your charity. They come from the right place. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's so powerful what you said, because I feel like in this moment, and I really do feel like it's kind of like a, even the Holy Spirit kind of, you know, even within myself, just thinking, that there are women now that might be listening to this that have been broken through life experiences mm -hmm. and they don't feel like they have anything else to give. Mm -hmm. They feel like the breaking has just kind of left them. Right. And your story underscores something different. It says that, hey, I can go through brokenness. I don't have mm -hmm. to be defined by brokenness, but my right. purpose is that tree that's rooted deep. That's right. Even though the wind blew and it was like yeah. two hurricanes <laughs> that came through. Right. Oh, the yeah. The tree still stands. Still stands. Yeah. What would you be your advice for that woman right now? Because we deal with real issues here. What would you say to her? I would say to not give up, 
because there is more in you because you're still here mm. that you are a warrior because mm -hmm. if you if you if you were not you would be still you know sitting in a corner somewhere just shaking and not being able to move at all but because you 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 can still get up every day and you can still go to work or or serve at church or or do because you can do anything you, you, you're good. And that's why I say, you know, that to that woman, you are a warrior. Because a warrior, you know, you think a warrior doesn't get tired. I wouldn't say that I never got tired. There were times when I felt like, you know, I don't feel like going out to the, to the camps today. But then there was that inner thing in me that, you know, that, no, this, this is what you call for. This is your, this is your purpose. You know, don't lay down your purpose because it's not going to go anywhere. It's, it's always going to be there. So don't fight it. So, you know, just, just stand tall, be that warrior that you are and just keep pushing. You know, don't, don't lay down and, and let your, your purpose lie dormant because there's somebody out there that needs what you have. Mm. Yeah. Somebody needs what you have. And so what has happened to you, you know, God says he works everything out for your good. And that is so true because I'm a living witness, you know? And so if you get up and keep moving forward one step at a time, you can do this. Whatever it is that you're called to do, you can do it because you are a warrior. You are a daughter of the most high God. You're a warrior. <laughs> you got this. <laughs> Wise words. Thank you, Georgette. I feel like, I mean, look, I, look, I feel like they charge a few cells with my battery. I am a <laughs> But that is real talk. And I think, you know, I know we're sidestepping a little bit, but it needs to be said. I, I do. You're absolutely right. I feel like, um, I think sometimes we judge ourselves based on whether we're carrying a sword and we're swinging at something. Mm -hmm. But whether you have your sword in hand, your armor in hand, whatever, even if you take it off, you're still a warrior. You're still a warrior. Yeah. Yeah. Because it doesn't change who you are. It's exactly. <laughs> and so I think that's really great because you're alluding to identity and identity connects so much to purpose. And a point yeah. of us having this interview is looking at how you boldly uh, lived out your purpose through your nonprofit work. Mm -hmm. And as you've underscored, getting clear in your identity to figure out your purpose, paying attention to the clues and then right. stepping into it, whether mm -hmm. you had all the details or not, yeah. you moved forward yeah um as far as uh i think for a lot of women they really struggle with validating their purpose or mm -hmm. because they might see a little small piece of it they can't mm -hmm. see the whole thing they kind of get discouraged about it mm -hmm. what would be your advice for them that if they've seen just a little glimpse of their purpose mm -hmm. how should they keep moving mm -hmm. well that's what happened with me i just i just saw a little glimpse mm -hmm. i didn't know how all of this was going to pan out. You know, I didn't know that I would be doing the things I'm doing today, you know, but um, just take that little what you see and, and do something with it. You know, no matter how small it is to you, but whatever that little thing is, do something with it, you know, and ask for, ask for help, you know, aside from, from, you know, going back in prayer and, and asking God to show you, you know, the next steps, 
you know, because he said the steps of a good man or a woman, you know, are ordered by him. But all we have to do is take a step. You know, we take a step toward him and he take a step toward us, you know. So when he gives us a little glimpse, he don't want us to just sit on it. You know, even though we don't know what to do, because, you know, I was like that at first. You know, I was like, OK, you've given me this dream and what you want me to do. But now what? Because I don't know nothing about a 501c3. I don't know nothing about nonprofits. I know nothing, <laughs> you know. And so you, you have that honest conversation with him. And, and then that take that little glimpse. And if you have to ask for help from somebody, you know, do that. And he will send you that person who can help you and guide you to the next step, you know? And so, but just don't, just don't sit on that glimpse, you know, take that glimpse. And eventually you'll see, you start seeing the picture getting more wider and wider and wider, and you'll be walking in your purpose. Excellent advice, because I think for a lot of women, it can be really intimidating. And again, mm -hmm. if you don't really get more than that glimpse, it's hard mm -hmm. to kind of follow up with that. Right. And I love that you said that, because part of my job as a mindset and clarity coach really mm -hmm. is helping people get the clarity. And part of that clarity is understanding mm -hmm. their purpose. Mm -hmm. And I can testify personally, I didn't mm -hmm. know specifically that what I do today was it. I think it's very right. rare that right. people are born and they get it you know, right. bullseye mm -hmm. is following the clues. And I remember specifically, like when I used to, I had a dressmaking business on the side when I worked full-time in research, mm -hmm. I remember I loved the feeling. It wasn't so much the clothes. Like I care less that much about clothes. I'm not really, I like them, but I'm not a fashionista. But yeah. Yeah, me to too. me, <laughs> it was after someone put it on and seeing the change in their face. Yeah. Seeing the way they looked at themselves, seeing the way right. that she's, she was just complaining about her thighs and mm -hmm. complained about her body, but then <laughs> seeing how she stood taller and she smiled. And I was like, mm -hmm. I'd like doing people feel good about themselves. Yeah. And yeah. it's just following the clues until it led me to where I'm at. So I totally right. understand that. And I hope mm -hmm. the women today kind of see it from a practical standpoint that yeah. you're not going to be content unless you are really fulfilling your purpose. Right. And you're not going to right. that sense of reward. Uh, was it, This is a off topic. Well, it's an on topic <laughs> question, but I didn't ask you this ahead of time. Was there any time where you kind of felt like you're like, eh, I'm going to throw in the towel with this? <laughs> I might need to rethink this thing. Was there ever a moment like that? And then what steered you back? Mm -hmm. Yes, I, I've definitely had those moments. You know, when it looked like, um, even though I was walking in my purpose, but it looked like things weren't going weren't progressing as quickly as I thought they should. You know, I thought I would be, you know, further along by now, you know, mm -hmm. like, you know, like with the house we want to have for the women. I'm like, come on. I've been doing this since 2008. Where's where's my house? <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm and and sometimes I I've gotten frustrated. You know, say is is this really worth it? Is this um, is this really what I'm supposed to be doing? Maybe I didn't hear him God right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Oh, I know that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because um, because this is not mm -mm, things are not moving. It's like I'm just at a standstill. But I had to learn that although God has prepared a purpose for me, or for you know, and for us, that He has prepared us for the purpose. And I know that there were things that I needed to still grow in, things that I needed to learn. You know, He can't just just 
boom, just let me walk into the full potential of the purpose. And there are things that I need to know about, you know, okay, when you get that house, what are you going to do? <laughs> you know, I mean, do, do you know who you need, who you're going to have living in the house? You're going to have a house mother, you, who are you going to have to, to maintain the house? You're going to have a, somebody to do the lawn or who are you going to have to, to, to come in and do workshops? You know, so those are all the little steps that I have to learn and then learning too how to be, even be a better leader. You know, I need to learn how to be a good leader, you know, with my, with my, my board members, you know, with the people that I serve, you know, I need to learn how to, you know, serve better to be even be a better servant, you know, cause you can't be a good leader if you don't know how to serve, you don't know how to serve well. So those are things that we have to, that he has to prepare in us before he give us the full, you know, manifestation of that purpose. And so that's what, that's what kept me going. And I started thinking about, you know, how long, you know, people in the Bible, how long it took Abraham to get a son and, and how long it took David to become the king. You know, you start thinking about all these people and how he had, to, he was prepared them along the way to become who he has called them to be. And so that's what kept me, that's what kept me going. Just reminding myself about, you know, God has to do a work in me while he already has the, you know, the vision is already complete, but I'm not, you know, so. You know, I love your humility with that and just the awareness, I think, alone, because purpose is a process. You're right. It's a process, and, yeah. What a great reminder. And for a lot of women, I think the thought of, okay, because I'm coming in with the heart to help, I want to build this mm-hmm. nonprofit, they really do feel like things are just going to fall in place. Mm-hmm. But yeah. nonprofits is just like running a business. Oh my gosh, say. yes it is. Maybe sometimes yeah. a little bit harder because of, you know, the whole nonprofit part of it and a lot of the more hoops you have to jump through. Yes. Um, there's something I was going to ask you because I mm-hmm. love what you said about like thinking about every part of that. From the business side of things, like mm-hmm. making connections, networking, Mm-hmm. what have been what do you feel what is your best advice to women if they are someone's wanting to start she's wanting to start her own nonprofit. like mm-hmm. what's the first steps what's the first few steps she should take in considering mm-hmm. it like what should mm-hmm. she really consider I would say the first step is to do your research on that um on that type of nonprofit, especially if it's something that um, you've seen others do, you know, I would, I would do my research on, on some other nonprofit that's doing what I want to do, you know, and, and though this is something that I wish I had done, you know, is taking my time and just research other nonprofits that are serving the homeless or doing things similar, you know, just to see and watch them and see how they're, you know, how their process is and what they're doing and, and how they're doing it, not to emulate them, but just to get some, um, some pointers, you know, and, and so I would do that in the research, and if, and if you, especially if you've never um, known what a 501c3 is, you definitely, you know, research, <laughs> Start from the ground definitely up. research, yeah, definitely research that, and see what does that really mean, you know, having a 501c3, and what do you have to do, because it costs, you know, you got to pay pay the IRS to to get that um, that designation. So know all of that um, beforehand. 
you know, do your research. That's my advice. Do your research on what it takes to run a, a nonprofit. Yeah. Great advice. Great, great advice. Because, uh, you know, I think sometimes for women, they tend to be so heart driven that mm -hmm. they just get stuck there. And then, right. and then the insecurities that, and actually, if you don't mind speaking to this, the insecurity sometimes of having to ask for help and feeling mm -hmm. like that, okay, what I'm trying to do isn't big enough. No one's going to want to help me. How do women mm -hmm. get over that? You're going to get some, some no's, you know, but just be prepared to get those and just know that that one no or that two no, eventually you're going to get to a yes, you know, so don't, don't give up and don't feel, because that, that is a tough thing to do, especially when I first started is to have to ask people for money and for something new. You know, because you see them giving to all the big organization and then here you are, your little, you know, nonprofit, you know, with just a few, few members or, you know, like a few of your friends helping you and stuff. And, and so, yeah, that, that has always been um, a big, yeah, that was one of my insecurities when I first started. But um, I noticed that as, as time went on, when people started seeing what we were doing, because people like to see. You know, so if you have some evidence, make sure that because you, you may have to just start with just yourself and maybe maybe some family members that believe in what you're doing or some friends that believe in what you're doing. And then just, you know, just go for it and then make sure you always have pictures, you know, and stuff like that. So people and post them so people can see because people don't like to just give something to a name. You know, they want to see some some fruit of what you're doing before they start giving you giving you money. So always make sure, even though you don't, you get in those no's, still keep moving, still keep working, working your, your nonprofit or your business. Just, just keep doing it. And eventually somebody's going to notice you and you're going to ask them and you're going to get that yes. Yeah. I love that. Cause it's funny you say that actually way before I even got to speak to you as a person, I was well aware of your organization. I would see mm -hmm. the pictures posted. I would see that you were inter being interviewed on, you know, through our local stations. Mm -hmm. I think even recently I saw a really great commercial or not commercial, a really great video from like your latest visitation. And yeah, it's just uh, amazing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I was out of town. I was like, Oh man, I wish I could help. <laughs> was out of town for things but you're right being mm -hmm. women need to not be ashamed about no. owning what it is that is that they feel that mm -hmm. they are they have conviction about that right. is their purpose and ladies right. when tell you mm -hmm. get clear on your purpose yes. you need help yes. I'm here to help you or talk to a mentor but because you're going to have to you know it's like giving birth to a baby and then being ashamed yeah. for the baby you can't yeah, be right <laughs> show this baby i'll let him hold the baby pass the baby <laughs> right around. because only way you know and that baby's gonna grow and people are gonna see like you said mm -hmm. um yes. so last question georgette how has what first of all you are a woman of great courage you are a warrior as you said <laughs> and you. i really do applaud everything you've done because your life has left some gold nuggets for all of us to really take a hold of but okay how rewarding has your life been because you stepped out on your purpose and really followed this path to build your nonprofit? Mm -hmm. My life has been very rewarding. I mean, just to, just to see the fruit 
of my labor, you know, the labor of, you know, those who are, are on my board, you know, how we come together and, and serve. I mean, it's been very rewarding because I've seen, um, we've had some of our people that we serve, you know, have now gone out of transition, out of homelessness. And there, oh. you know, we have this, even though, and I want to say this, even though our main goal is to um, get those single women from out of, you know, those camps. But when we go into the camps, you know, we help both men and women. So mm -hmm. we've had some, and that's why I want to tell this story about one of the rewarding things is that one of the guys who we first met when we first started, that um, he has transitioned out of homelessness and he's now um, has a CDL license. Wow. He's a long distance truck driver. He has gotten married. He went to his Aww. wedding, you know, <laughs> and, and he now lives in Ohio and doing very well for himself. And whenever we have a gala and he's available, he will come down and come to the gala, him and his wife. Aww. And yeah, and then we have another guy that him and his wife um, got their, he got his CDL and now they travel together, you know, doing long distance um, truck driving. And so, and then there's some other women that we've ministered to that have um, that are now out of homelessness and they're in North Carolina. So there are just so many beautiful stories that are coming. And that's, that's real rewarding. That's my reward. Yeah, that's very rewarding just to see that they have transitioned from homelessness to now they're business owners. They're, you know, just doing things they're living out their purpose. And that's what's been very rewarding to me, you know, just seeing the fruit of our labor. Yeah. Well, that is just amazing. The, I mean, you know, I mean, there's no, there's really no word, really no words you can kind of come up and say, <laughs> say behind that. But I think you, your life underscores the point, something you said earlier that, you know, you make a difference. And that yeah. you answering the call and stepping mm -hmm. out can mean the difference for someone else's yes. life the way right. they. And I don't think it's arrogant to think about that or to own that because mm -hmm. I believe that we are the gift that God's given. We right. what He's put in us is to mm -hmm. bless and help other people. Right. And if we don't step into that. Think about yeah. what I love Miles Monroe, Dr. Miles Monroe. He said, "You rob yeah. people." Well, you don't step into your purpose and your gift. Mm -hmm. um, so thank you for stepping into yours. I mean, so many people, I, you know, I joke with her. I was like, when she gets to heaven, it's going to be like a whole like posse line of people. want <laughs> 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 to give her hugs when she passes <laughs> over. Um, and again, you know, thank you so much for your, uh, your time today and for sharing and, you know, just, uh, wow, just really enriching our lives by saying mm -hmm. and being a witness to show that you can have purpose and yes. that purpose leads you in the direction of a nonprofit, you can step out and you can yes. successfully make that a reality. Right. Thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. So Georgette, please tell everyone where they can reach you, find you. If anybody wants to support her, she's mm -hmm. going to give you all the information. Breaking up. Please let us know where Breaking can people up find you at. Okay. Um, you oh, can goodness. find me. Okay. We my nonprofit a has a, can you hear me oh let me are yeah, you breaking up again hold, hold one second georgia okay a, okay hold can you hear me now can yes. you hear me yes can you hear me now okay i'm gonna cut the other part out. i'm just asking the question again um so georgia where can people find you i know a lot of people may want to financially support you join your cause mm -hmm. where are you at mm -hmm. okay they can find me on my website 
which is www.divinerestinc.org. You can contact me from there, or you can email me at divinerestinc. Oh, hold up. <laughs> I'm at um, <laughs> divinerestinc at gmail.com. I'm also on Facebook. You can find me on Facebook under Georgette D. Jackson or the organization Divine Rest Inc. And I'm also on Instagram as Georgette D. Jackson, make it very simple. And I'm also on LinkedIn under Georgette D. Jackson. Well, thank you so much, Georgia. I hope I know that them phone, your phone will be ringing off the hook. So just get ready. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for sharing yourself today, sharing You're your welcome. wisdom, your guidance, your advice. I'm going to let you have the last thing to say. Any closing words, remarks, or statements mm -hmm. you want to share? Okay. I would just like to um, tell everyone that you can be everything that you are called to be. You can do all the things that you are called to do. Just do it afraid. I'm going to steal that from George, um, Joyce Meyer. Do it afraid. No matter if you're afraid, just do it afraid. And remember, no matter what comes your way or what happens, that there's always hope for a better tomorrow. Love it. No greater <laughs> ending. Thank you so much, Georgia. You're thank welcome. You our, thank you, Victoria. <laughs> thank you to All our right, listeners. Bye -bye. We'll see you next time. All right. Bye.